Well, it's like always a great honor to be here. Amen. Um, it's one of my favorite places in the world to be. Um, my wife um, sends her love. Amen. She, she would have loved to be here, but um, she's not. <laughs> and, so, and again, um, I just... I just want to say it's, it's, it's a real great honor that, that we can, can um, send Jesse here to, to, to be part of this house, to, to be under Pastor Sergio and Pastor Tina. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of wild because that's where I started too, right? What's, let me tell you this. What's even more wild, when I first came at a serve of the pa Pastor Sergio in Modesto, I was a Raiders fan. It's the truth. It's the truth. Pastor Jose was dolphins. It's like, what? What's that? Okay, okay, that's okay. So, <laughs> oh man, you guys make me feel like home. It's true. Amen. Amen. So, um, let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. Holy Spirit, help me like crazy. Bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hmm. All right. Let's, let's look at, uh, we're going to look at a few scriptures as well. All right. Um, I know I have like, what, two hours? Just about. So. <laughs> she, she, thought, she thought that was funny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So I'm not usually like this, but when I come here, Pastor Sergio rubs off on me. That's what it is. So, so don't blame me. Don't blame me. All right. Let's begin by looking at Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. So I'm going to give you some work back there. It says, And be not fashioned according to this world, but be ye transformed. Say transformed. By the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is the good, unacceptable, and perfect will of God. It says, do not fashion yourselves according to this world. In other words, don't begin to have your life look like the world. And the only way you can do that is that you, you have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So when you change the way you think, oh, let me, sorry, let me put that differently, because you guys don't say think here. All right? So think okay. <laughs> actually I, I, I think that you guys might be coming to Trinidad soon so if you hear some Trinidad stuff I'm really training you okay alright cool it says but you know can you go back to that verse yeah, that's okay, cool. That's the same verse. 
It says, do not conform to this world, but, but be all of you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, that word transformed is the same word that's used when Jesus took the three disciples and he was transformed, what we call the Mount of Transfiguration. And Peter, James, and John saw him in all his glory. Right? That word transformed is this very same word being used here. Which means that we have the potential inside every one of us as a believer to actually display the very glory that Jesus displayed when he was on the Mount of Transfiguration. You were born to shine. Let me put it like that. You were, let me put it like this. You were born again to shine. You were born again to display his glory. You were born again to represent or represent Jesus in his fullness in this earth. Amen? But this only happens when our minds are being renewed. When we change the way we think. When our thoughts have, 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 been, have become the thoughts of the kingdom. And we're going to look a bit at, at that today. That transformation begins. Amen. How much you guys want to be transformed? How much you guys want to go from glory to glory? But well, this is where it begins. By the renewing of your mind. Amen. And it's only then you can walk in what it says here, in the good, in the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. It's not three, three different wills of God. It's just one will of God. It's good, it's acceptable, and it's perfect. Amen? How much you guys want to be in the perfect will of God for your life? You want to do what he, what he wants you to do, say what he wants you to say. You want to be where he wants you to be. But the only way that happens, the, the, the only way we can walk in this perfect will of God is when our minds are renewed. We have to change the way we think. <laughs> or think. Amen? Okay, so we're going to look a bit at that. I just want to lay some foundation. Let's look at Matthew chapter 13 and verse 33. And this is a parable being spoken to us here. It says, And another parable spoke he unto them, The kingdom of heaven is like leaven. And for you guys who don't know what leaven is, it's yeast. Amen? The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal or flour till the whole was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven. It's like yeast being put into dough, and that yeast, you know, I want to put, say the right word, influences the whole dough. So this is what happens. God wants you to get his kingdom, his kingdom principles into your mind. When that leaven of the kingdom goes into your mind, it can now 
influence the way you think. And as the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So when you get the kingdom inside of you, you become a walking kingdom of God. And you now become a fulfillment of the apostolic prayer of Jesus, which says, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So you are the kingdom of God that's going to come on earth and you are going to bring to earth what heaven looks like. But that only happens when you allow the kingdom principles to come into you like living, like yeast, and influence everything that you do. Amen? So we have a responsibility. I just want to say that right now. You have that responsibility to get his kingdom principles inside of you. And I know that's why you're here this morning. That's why you come here every Sunday. And if you apply the word of God that you, that you receive here every Sunday or every time you hear, every time you study on your own, every time you allow that to come into your life, it brings transformation in you. I'm going to tell you something. Every day you're going to look more like Jesus. Amen? When people encounter you, they will encounter him. But that only comes as we allow the influence of the kingdom to influence everything we do and how we think. Amen? The funny thing about Levon is that if you put yeast into dough and it's not influencing the dough and causing it to rise as, as you would like, what you usually do back in the day is put it close to, to, to somewhere that's hot. You know, some of us would cover it, and when you cover it, it raises faster. So heat causes the leaven to rise. Why am I saying this? It's important. Because some of us will never know what type of leaven we have in us. Let me say this. The Bible talks about three different types of leaven. Three different types of influences. One we just looked at is the leaven of the kingdom. And we're going to take a look at two, the two other leavens mentioned in Scripture, which is the leaven of Herod and the leaven of the Pharisee. These two other leavens, or let me say influences, all right? These two other influences, it's what comes into our life, it's what's in the world that stops kingdom activity from flowing in us. But the thing is, as believers, we never know which one is in our lives until we're in some heat. I remember, I, I, when, well, back in the day when I just um, began to, to serve the Lord, and I would get in some heat. I would, I would face a circumstance and I would just, a, a cuss word would just come out. I know that never happened to you guys. <laughs> Bless your hearts. You know, but, <laughs> but this, this, this is my testimony. Amen. There, there's situations where, you know, um, I, I, 
I'll be sitting down in a taxi and I'd see some money next to the, to the driver. And I know it probably fell from the taxi driver. And I, and I would take it up and put it in my pocket and say it was a blessing from God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you, know, you know, I would do stuff like that, but why? Because you're in a situation, you're in some heat. See? So, so, so you will only know what's inside of you when you face circumstances in your life. All right? How much you guys ever faced some hard times? Amen. It's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm going to take a look at that today. Okay. Mark um, chapter 8. Let's start from verse 15. Let's start from verse 13. And we'll go to verse 21. 13. It's a teenager turd. That's what you mean. Let's not go there. Okay. It's, look at this, guys. It says, And he led them in, he, and he left them, and entered into the ship, again departed to the other side. This is talking about Jesus. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread, neither had they in the ship with them more than one loaf. And he charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. Now, Herod. Now, this is the first time this has been mentioned. And I want you guys to see this. Jesus said, Beware. So I want us here to be to be beware of these two other leavens, which we're gonna look at this morning. Because let me tell you something, these two other leavens, the leaven of Herod and the leaven of Pharisee, it's designed, those influences are designed to derail you. Those influences are designed to keep you out of the perfect will of God for your life. So I want us to really take a look at this. Alright? It says, and the reason, verse 16, it says, and they reason among themselves, saying, it is because we have no bread. And, and when Jesus knew it, he says unto them, Why reason all of you? Because all of you have no bread? Perceive, perceive all of you not yet. Thank God I don't speak like that. Okay. Neither understanding. Have all of, have, have all of you your hearts yet hardened? Having eyes seeing, having have, have eyes see all of you not, and having ears hear all of you not, and, or, and do all of you not remember when I break, when I break the five loads among five thousand, and how many baskets full of fragments took all of you up, and they say unto him twelve, and when the seven among, when the seven among four thousand. How many baskets full of fragments took all of you up? And they said, seven. And he said unto them, how is it that all of you do not understand? All right, let's stop there. Right before this incident, if you, if you, if you, if you look at the scripture, Jesus just used 
the disciples to multiply bread. They only had four loaves, I think, and two fish. And what's interesting about this miracle of Jesus is that it was done in the disciples' hands. He gave thanks for the bread, he gave thanks for the fish, and he gave it to the disciples. And when they went around to thousands of people, the miracle was done in their hands. So here it is, he left them. They have, they have one loaf of bread in the boat. He comes into the boat and says, um, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisee and of the, and the leaven of Herod, of Herod. And they said, Wow, it's because we have one bread. Let me say this, guys, and I said this to the team um, this week. When God performs a miracle in your life, that miracle is teaching you something. I'm going to jump some notes. A miracle is an opportunity from heaven that comes to you to, to give you kingdom living, kingdom understanding. You see, we miss kingdom tutoring if we don't understand the reason for miracles. How much of you guys have accepted Jesus? Do you guys know that's the greatest miracle? You will transform from darkness into light. You will transform from death to life. That's the greatest miracle. But if, you, if it was only a wow moment for you, you can miss what God is really trying to show you. What he's really trying to show you in the miracle of salvation is that if you can get saved, everybody can be saved. In other words, you lose your right to ever doubt God to save someone after you got saved. You have lost your right to ever think that anybody can be saved. That miracle came to you to give you an understanding of the kingdom. If God can save me, trust me, the whole world can be saved. <laughs> See, Pastor Sergio's amen. For real, for real. <laughs> amen. So we have to become students of miracles, guys. What, how much you guys have ever been healed in your body? Do you know why God allowed you to, to receive that miracle? So that you can know that healing is for everyone. So that you can know the next time you see a sick person, you can lay hands on that sick person and they will recover. So this is what he's telling his disciples here. Why are, you, why are you so worried about the one loaf? We can have a whole boat full of loaves. <laughs> we can have a whole boat full of bread right now. Why are you worried about Why is your heart so hardened? But I'll tell you this. The reason that their hearts are hardened is because in that 
heated moment of Jesus saying something and they not understanding, another leaven came out. This is what we're going to look at this morning. All right? The two other leavens. And time permitting, I'll probably just touch a little bit on kingdom again. If not, Pastor Sergio will finish it next week. In the Philippines. <laughs> okay. Let's look at the leaven of Herod. The leaven of Herod. Now, Herod was the king over the Israelites in Jesus' day. And he was pretty much a king leading God's people without God in his life. Right? So he was representing, he, 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 he was representing a nation that believed in God, but he really didn't. Now let me give you a little, a little story of Herod so you guys can understand a little more. Herod, there was a story with Herod in the Bible concerning John the Baptist. Herod, he married a, a, his brother's wife. Right? Her name was Herodias. And John the Baptist did not agree with him marrying his brother's wife. Because of that, he put John the Baptist in prison to please his wife. There was a time, I think it was his, his wife's birthday, so he had a big party and he invited all the important people in, the, in, in, in Israel to come out, the governors, all the, all the who's who came out, and his little daughter danced before them, and she was so pleased with her dancing, he, he, he told her, what, what, I will give you as much as half of the kingdom. And give her an oath and say, I will. So she ran to her mother and, and said, hey, King Herod, just give me an offer. And he was so pleased with my dance. And he said, give me half of the kingdom. What should I ask him for? She said, ask him for the head of John the Baptist. And she came back. She told him. And he sent an executioner to chop his head off. And they brought up his head on a platter. They brought up the head of a man who Jesus said was the greatest prophet of the old covenant. They brought up a head of a man that prepared the way for Jesus. And this is why he did that. Because he was a man pleaser. If you are more concerned about pleasing people more than God, you are being influenced by the leaven of Herod. The Bible says, for the sake of, of time, the Bible says the fear of man is a snare. You will be trapped if you become influenced by this leaven of Herod and become a man pleaser. So how do you react when you're in a hot situation, when you're experiencing some heat, 
Are you going to please God or you want to please man? Do you want want to live for the applause of heaven or you want to live for the applause of man? As a choice you're going to have to face when you're in tough situations. But if you give in to it, you will not walk in the perfect will of God for your life. Sending Jesse to you guys, I had to face that. Here it is, one of the most faithful guys in our worship team, served there for 11 years, probably I can't even remember you missing a Sunday, for real, for 11 years, right? He's part of, of, a, of, of, a, of a, an amazing worship team. He, he, he adds so much chemistry to us. And here it is. I am faced with a situation that I know is God. I really had a peace about it, but this was my struggle. Huh. What am I going to tell the worship team? Suppose they get all mad with me and this whole worship team walks out on me. I'm fighting with these thoughts. What is the, what is the rest of the church going to say about me? Should I just be a people pleaser and tell Pastor Sergio, you know what, really? I don't know. Let's, let's look at this another year or two. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm afraid to come and tell the people and afraid of their reaction if they don't like my decision. I had to st- and I'll give you, I mean, it was tough. I just did it because I know it's the right thing to do because it was God. But within two weeks, I, I'm, have, I'm going to be able to have two more keyboardists in return. I mean, they're not like Jesse. All right? But, but, it's, but because that would have stopped an advancement in our team if I had given in to the fear of man. And we can, we can look in all other areas. When you have to pay your tax, You have to give your tithes. Are you going to obey God? Or are you going to be fearful of all those other people going to laugh at you to giving giving that church your money? Or you give all that money to your church? You guys are getting quiet on me. Wait till it gets to you giving away sons. If you think money is hard to give when he tells you to give, wait till he tells you to give away sons. So are you going to be a man pleaser or a God pleaser? He said in his word that he is the vine and we are the branches. In other words, he is your source. Are you going to stay connected with him? Amen. Okay, I'm getting there. So all right, let me just say this. So you don't want to be a politician. Well, let me say that right. Okay. 
No, you, it's not wrong to be a politician. Let me just say that. But in the kingdom, there's no politics. Just letting you know that. In the kingdom, it, it ain't about we're going to vote for this. We're going to vote for blue chairs next year. It ain't about that. In the kingdom, it's all about what God sees. We obey. Amen? So in other words, when I use the word political, I want to use because there's so much manipulation in politics and, you, and, 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 and that, can, that can affect us as believers too because it's part of the delivery of Herod. All right? I just want to, before I go into the, 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 far, the living of the Pharisees, let me just say this too. That influence of Herod, the living of Herod, is the same influence that causes us not to pray. Prayerlessness comes on us because we don't see the need for pleasing God. So there's no need to hear from heaven. I just want to please you. I just want to give you what I think you want to see. So there's no need to pray anymore. It's all about everybody loves me. Amen? Okay. If you want to know more about the Herod, the living of Herod, Pastor Sergio will tell you. Next week. Okay. Okay. Let's look at the next one because it's uh, just for time, right? They're going <coughs> to... The Levon of the Pharisee. No, this Levon represents a religious system or a religious mindset. It embraces a concept of God in theory, but not in practice or experience. Let me say it again. The Levon of the Pharisee embraces or accepts God in theory, but not in, in practice or experience. Remember this. Every time God reveals something to you is to bring you into an experience of what he just revealed to you. Every revelation that you get of God should lead you into an encounter with that revelation. Amen? So in other words, the Pharisee has God in form but not in power. Last year, when I was coming to the Philippines, my mother-in-law didn't want me to come. I know, she doesn't want to lose her favorite son-in-law. <laughs> right? But again, I'm, I'm saying this. In the word of God, it says, go into all the world. The Pharisee wouldn't go. He's going to say, I believe that. But it's probably for the church down the street. Let's pray for them to send someone in Jesus' name. See what I'm saying? So in other words, they don't want to, to they have it in theory, but they don't have it in practice. The, the, the Pharisee know the right things to say, but never does it. 
God is love, but you, you don't even know your neighbor's name. I know I'm preaching to the wrong crowd. I know I'm preaching to all those who are not here this morning. So that's okay. That's okay. Look at 2 Timothy 3 and verse 5. It says, this is what Paul says. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. So some people, they have a form of godliness, but there's no power in their life. They don't step out to demonstrate what they believe. And I would say, don't just turn away from those people, but you should turn away from that mindset. The kingdom of God is power. Amen? I'm going to tell you this. When we come back, you're going to hear testimonies that's going to blow your mind. When Pastor Tina prayed out over us this morning, it's like, yes, yes. I am expecting blind eyes to open. Deaf ears to be unplugged. I'm expecting hundreds to be healed. Hundreds to be delivered. Thousands to get saved. Because that's what happened last year. So I do not have the right not to believe that anymore. <laughs> Amen. I'm not going to the Philippines and maybe, you know, maybe, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Look at John 19 and verse 2. Did I say 19? I'm just making sure you're listening. It's really John 9. That's a good scripture, though. So this is what happens here. The disciples brought um, a man to Jesus who was blind from birth. Look at this. It said, the disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? See, that's how the Pharisees think. They're all about theory. Well, why was this guy born blind? It's got to be the sins of his parents. This is like, who cares? Let's get him healed. Jesus is about solutions. Being the answer to the problem. Pharisees like to talk about problems. Have you ever met anyone like that? All they can see is the problems. Why didn't he preach on top of the stage? Why is he preaching down here? I like it when they're up there. Why is he preaching in black? I like people when they're preaching white. Stuff like that, they always look for a problem instead of looking for a solution. You know what Jesus said? If you seek me, you will find me. If you seek problems, that's all you're going to get. Look for Jesus. 
Amen. Do you know um, how many Chinese people here? How many people you think you're Chinese? Okay, all right. Okay. It's so it's so funny. We went to St. Vincent, um, the island of St. Vincent, to get um, or to Taiwanese visa, and well, my friend Michael, his name is Michael Chang. So we show up at the, at, the, at the embassy, and the consulate, he comes out. He's like, who is Michael Chang? I was like, that's him. He's like, oh, I thought was someone looked like me. <laughs> He's funny. Anyhow, I don't know why I said that. I really thought you guys needed to hear that. Yeah. Anyhow. Why I'm saying this? Because um, in Chinese, there's, uh, how many Chinese people? I see some guys here. With, you got Chinese. Come on, bro. <laughs> no? Where are you guys from? Where? Hmong? Okay. All right. Well, okay. I am part Chinese, okay? <laughs> I can't believe there's no Chinese in here. Okay, well, I'm part, I'm, I'm part Chinese, right? I'm what you call a blackanese. <laughs> That's us. true. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I know that. I know that. <laughs> Anyhow. In Chinese, there is no word. Actually, there is a word for crisis. It's the word pinging. That's the word they use for crisis. But that is not what's how it's interpreted. In other words, when they, if a Chinese man say, I, I have pinging. So if they have a crisis, that's what they're going to say. I have pingwing. But you know what pingwing means? Opportunity. There is no word crisis in the, in the Chinese language. But what they use for the word crisis is opportunity. So they don't look for problems. And because of that, in the church today, in China, the Chinese church... They bring to the Lord, hear the statistic, they bring to the Lord 50,000 converts every day in China. Because they don't see crisis. They see opportunity. They see where they can become a solution. But it's a kingdom mindset. Jesus didn't look at a world full of sin and said, look at sin. Ugh. He said, no, I can be the answer. And he came and died for us and became the solution. And let me tell you this. I'm going to end with this because of time. You are here today because you are being designed to be an answer. Turn to him and say, you're an answer. You are here because 
you, God's going to use you to give someone another option. You're going to bring hope to someone. Amen? Bless that. All the kingdom people stand. So I want you guys to, to be aware of those two mindsets. Amen. To be aware of those two mindsets. Not to become like Herod, a manipulator, someone moving politically. But I'm going to tell you this. Only when we're in tough situations we're going to know what's, what's living in us. One, two of the Levans are pretty much motivated by the fear of man. But when we're in tough situations, what should come out of us is either love or faith. Every time you meet a tough situation, that's the kingdom coming out. Love or faith. to use every one of you to advance his kingdom. This time you may not be able to go to the Philippines but there's somewhere he's sending you. It might be next door. It might be the next room in your house. To that spouse who's not treating you well. To that kid who's giving trouble. He's sending you to be an answer. There are people on your job. People in the street grocery store, in the schools. He's sending you to, 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 to bring that kingdom that represents love and faith to someone. Amen. How about you guys ready to become an answer to someone? God wants to use you as a sign. He wants to use you as a wonder. lift your hands to heaven. I want to pray over you guys. Father, I thank you this day for showing us what the leaven of Herod and the leaven of the Pharisees. And I thank you, God, that you will not allow us to become influenced by this. But our influence will be the influence of the kingdom. That in every situation that we face, your love will come forth. The faith of God will come forth. That faith that is able to move mountains. We thank you, God, for being a sign, for being an answer to, this, to the crisis that we face. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, God, for renewing our minds. Thank you for giving us the mind of Christ. Let Christ be formed in us. In Jesus' name.